I was so clear on the fact that I wanted to do that job. It didn't matter that I was scared. It didn't matter that I was shy. That's what I wanted to do. And I think you can play bigger than you ever dream possible if you're so clear on where it is you want to go. You just work out a way to get there. And I think that was such an interesting lesson for me to learn at a really young age that your predisposition doesn't define who you can become in life. Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Hello, hello. It's brilliant to have you with us. I'm so excited about my guest that's joining us today. And there are many reasons why I'm excited about the guest that's joining us today. We share a lot of the same values in terms of lifting others up and really making you think about what is possible for you. And I know that if you are listening to the podcast right now and you're thinking, I don't know if I have a story, I don't know if I can even think about PR, it really scares me. Hopefully by the end of this episode with my lovely guest, you will be feeling inspired, motivated and realizing that everything is limitless. So with that introduction, the wonderful Katie Hill is with us. Hi, Katie. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Nicola. I am, I'm so good. It's always weird when you're sat there listening to someone talk about you. It's like, it's like, it's like the thing you never want to imagine happening, right? It's, it's like you're not around and they're just saying lovely things about you. Um, but thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so excited you've got a podcast and, you know, sharing your message is so important. So yeah, fun times. And that's, that's part of it, right? That's part of that living that limitless life. But for let's just rewind a little bit because a lot of people are going to recognize your name and they would definitely recognize your your face, your beautiful face if they saw you. They'll be like, oh, that's Katie Hill from the TV because that is how people began to know you right from the very beginning. But it wasn't, obviously you didn't start off just being on the TV. What was your journey like before you got to the TV and how did you get onto the TV? Yeah, so everyone listening who's like, I vaguely remember that name, but I don't know how. I was on Blue Peter from 1994 to 2000. And then I did a variety of shows for the BBC and Channel 4 and a whole kind of broadcast career ensued. But actually presenting Blue Peter is the thing that I'd always wanted to do. And it was because as a kid growing up in the 70s, as a girl growing up in the 70s specifically, These were the days before girl power. There hadn't been the Spice Girls. You know, girls 
didn't want to jump out of planes and play big. Girls got given sewing kits for Christmas. We literally did. And for me, Blue Peter was the place that I saw girls doing all the amazing stuff that I wanted to do. You know, back in the 70s, I was what was deemed a tomboy. We now just know it's just a badass girl or just a girl. And so that was the place I got so inspired and I saw girls doing incredible things. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Um, now, as a kid, from the, at the age of five, when I decided I wanted to present Blue Peter, I was also spectacularly shy to the point that I was called cherry head at school. I would go brick red if the teacher spoke to me. Um, I was physically sick before a swimming gala or an assembly or anything like that. But bizarrely, I never equated being the scaredest kid in class with landing this dream job of being on telly in front of millions. And it's interesting. And so I didn't limit myself in any way. And I I continued and I left school and I went traveling, got confident traveling because that makes you grow up quite fast at 18. I lived on a kibbutz in Israel and travel around Egypt. And I came back and I was like, do you know what? I really want to make a go of this. And so I spent the next five years working really hard getting into broadcasting and working for free in local radio and doing hospital telly and all of the things. And finally, at the age of 24, I went to the editor of Blue Peter, having written to him in 91. And he told me to get as much experience as I could, went back to him in 94 and said, this is what you told me to do in 91. This is what I've done about it. Here's a showreel. Here's a resume. I'd really love the job. And, and I got it. But I think it's very important to make it very clear it was strategic planning and putting in the work that got me there. Yes, there was an element of right place, right time. But I think with all the talk these days of manifesting and, you know, the implication is that you can write something on a bit of paper and put it under your pillow and it will happen. No, it won't. It's a combination of having this big vision, having this big dream, but boots on the ground, putting the steps in place that are going to get you there. And landing that job at the time, it was one of the most coveted jobs in telly, right? Because there weren't many jobs in telly, like there were four channels. So the likelihood of you getting on it was very, very small because not only did you have to be right for the show, you had to complement the presenter lineup at the time. And so I just, it was such a sliding doors moment for me landing that job and my, my life changed forever in that moment. I love the fact that you had so much determination. You were like when you were growing up, you were very much like, I just want to hide. But actually there was something inside of you that said, you can do this. Do you yeah. know where that came from? No, no idea. I think looking back on it now as a coach, because for everyone living, uh, listening, my broadcast career very much changed in 2017 and I fully retrained as a coach and I now work as a personal development and empowerment coach. I I think for me, it was just the fact, and this is something I work on now with my clients, um, it was being so clear on the thing, on why I thought I was here, on the thing that I wanted to do, that the how becomes irrelevant. You know, I was so clear on the fact that I wanted to do that job. It didn't matter that I was scared. It didn't matter that I was shy. That's what I wanted to do. And I think you can play bigger than you ever dream possible if you're so clear on where it is you want to go. You just work out a way to get there. And I think that was such an interesting lesson for me to learn at a really young age that 
your predisposition doesn't define who you can become in life. You know, I've just recently, I'm always, I'm continually adding to my coach training. I love it. I'm trained in a personality profiling called DISC. Actually, at the weekend, I was getting my license to train massive teams within DISC because we are all predisposed to have certain personality types. But when you know what that is, you can override it. And I guess without realizing it, I overrode what was naturally there because the thing I wanted to do was so such a passion of mine. And I suppose, you know, as a mum now myself, my kids are 16 and 13, my my heart wish for them is to find a passion in life because I think that's the starting point. And I and I think it's really tough if you never feel like you found it, you know, because if you if you can dream it if you can have the vision in your head you absolutely can achieve it but it's hard if you don't allow yourself to go there because then it will never happen and that comes down to also imagining more for yourself like what is possible and taking that like literally to the next level because you know, I've, I've been told before now, oh, you're never going to be a children's author. You're never going to be able to set up your own business. That won't work. And you're never going to get there. So you might as well not try. I kind of, it every single time, and I don't know about you, Katie, but it's like red rag to a bull. And mm-hmm. funnily enough, I was speaking to someone earlier today who'd had a very similar kind of thing where she'd been told no a lot of times. No, you're never going to achieve much with that. Why don't you just go into a career that's more suited to being a girl? Or why don't wow. you do something else? Yeah. yeah. Or like, no, that's never going to be for you. And I think if you have that inner determination, I think you can, you can, like you say, you can absolutely smash it and go yeah. for anything and override any fears that you might have already had? Yeah, okay, a couple of things on this. A plane takes off into the wind, right? That's what happens. A plane can't take off if there's not wind for it to take off into, otherwise it can't get the elevation. Same with us in our life. Like every time something happens to you, you're at choice. We're permanently at choice the whole time. And when something negative happens or when someone says something negative, you've got two choices. You either let it flatten you, as I call it, or you let it fuel you. You either listen to it or you decide you're going to prove them wrong. And actually, when I started in broadcasting, I worked for free um, in a local radio station, BBC Essex. It was in Chelmsford. Worked for free, um, you know, put all the records away, all of that kind of stuff. And there was a program controller there who was very, very influential. And I was kind of terrified of him. And then one day I said, can I have a meeting with you? And I went in all brave and I said, listen, I would love to be a presenter. I'd love some advice. And he just quite categorically and matter of factly said, oh, well, of course, you'll never make it as a presenter because you've got a soft R. So you'll never make it in broadcasting. Luckily, I didn't listen to him. And my finest hour was when I landed Blue Peter. There was a BBC internal magazine called Ariel and I was on the cover of it and they were announcing my new job. And I rang this guy, Keith's secretary, and said, could you just uh, put this week's issue of Ariel on his desk with him, with his coffee? Um, Because it was just such a moment. And really, you know, using these moments to empower us is such a 
useful and key thing to do in order to be able to play bigger going forward and not listening to what anybody says because you know we are choosing our own reality and we are choosing whether we let these negative things that happen or things that people say flatten or fuel us and I've always chosen to let it fuel me and you know wow has it (laughs) it happens now you know people say things all the time right and you just kind of think about where it comes from in terms of their own limitations and choose to listen to a different narrative. It's so, yeah, it is so, so true. And if you're listening right now, this, when it comes to telling your story as well, sometimes you can feel like you want to hold yourself back because, well, what are people going to say? What are others going to think? And it's really important that you step into and own your story because it is the differentiator between you and someone else. No one will ever have the same story as you. Katie, one of my favorite ever quotes is, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible by Audrey Hepburn. And I think if we actually embrace that, we kind of go through life looking at that as a way to kind of live and approach everything, it's amazing what starts to unfold, isn't it? It was just being a little bit braver and saying to fear, I'm I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to feel you. That's fine. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's about deciding that you're going to step up and play bigger than you ever thought possible. Because I think for all of us to really get expansive with what's possible in our life. And I think, you know, we are taught to stop dreaming probably about the age of 10. If you ask a five-year-old what they want to do, they'll give you the most incredible list of amazing stuff that they want to do that's totally out there. And then by the time they're 15, that list has shrunk massively. And I think It's so important to let our kids and our teens stay expansive with what's possible with life and not kind of, you know, shrink them down too fast. And just on the on the fear that you mentioned then, something that I discovered this last year because I'm so obsessed with personal development and I was researching fear um, and I discovered that there are actually intrinsically only two types of fear. You're only born with the fear of heights and the fear of loud noises. Every other fear you have learned, which I, when I learned that, found liberating because if you've learned it, you can unlearn it. And something that I'm super passionate about with my coaching is this feeling that life is so precious and that there is an impact that only you can have on the world. And I remember, you know, when I was at school, that a girl, you'd dread at lunchtime, a girl would walk around. Uh, who was in your house and there was internet house netball or something and she's going around you know looking for names to put on the list and I'd always be hiding in the toilets because I didn't want to do that but my point is you know if I didn't step forward someone else would do it yes with internet house netball that's true with the impact that each of us individually can have on the world that is not true and I passionately believe that each of us as individuals has an impact that only we can have in our sphere of influence. And if you don't have the impact on the world that you can have and that you were born to have, that impact will never happen. There are other impacts that will happen, but impacting the world in the way only you can, only you can do that. And that is why I get so fired up about people 
embracing their story, embracing who they are and playing bigger than they ever thought possible because the worst thing would be to die with that dream inside you. You know, it's, it's, there's such an incredible life here to live. And I'm really fully about people living life on full power for want of a better word. You know, it's like, what is the point really, if we're just muddling through? And I think these past couple of years with the pandemic have been a case in point, you know, an easy example of it is quite possibly in the pandemic, there were truths that you learned about your life and the world hit pause. And it was that permission from the world for us all to hit pause was so liberating in some ways. Obviously, we wish the pandemic had never happened and it was terrible in lots of ways. If we can look for a positive to come out of it, it was that we had to stop. We had to recalibrate how life was. And I look on it now as, you know, a bit like those etch-a-sketches that we had as kids in the 70s and 80s and you couldn't draw a circle. The etch-a-sketch, life as we know it, was kind of shaken. So we're back to zero and it's like, what are you going to build from here And it's very easy to just carry on with life as it was. And people have started getting back into normal in inverted commas. But, you know, is that the normal that you want to be living? Were there truths that you discovered in the pandemic that you're now ignoring and just the same old, same old is carrying on? And I'd really urge everyone listening to this just to, you know, take a moment to think about those home truths in the pandemic. What were the changes you wanted to make and have you made them? It's it's a really sobering thought as well. And I I like the fact that you mentioned about, do you want to get to the end of your life and then be riddled with regrets? I don't think anyone can ever say that about you, Katie, because you have chosen to follow your path. I mean, from Blue Peter, you went on and you were presenting Heart Radio. So you were a presenter there. At the point where you stepped away from Heart Radio and said, I'm going to do this. This is what I think I should be doing. It feels like this is the right next step for me. I mean, that must have taken an awful lot of courage to get to that point for you. It did. And it was 2017. And I had a presenting job on Heart, which again, was a a sought after job. So it wasn't to be sniffed at. But I suddenly realised that I was living a life that had unfolded before me, not necessarily the life that I wanted to be living, if that makes sense. Like I now describe it as life by default, not design. And it's very easy to fall into the life that unfolds and one job leads into another. And for me, you know, before I knew it, I had a career in broadcasting, which was phenomenal. But my big passion was to do Blue Peter, you know, jump out of planes, be the brave girl, all of that stuff. And actually, I was suddenly met with, you know, what what is the life I want to be living? Because I passionately believe we can rewrite the script at any given moment. And when I left Heart, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. That's the truth of it. I left Heart because... I just wanted to be around a bit more in the mornings with the kids. My eldest daughter was about to start secondary school and I wanted to be there in the morning to kind of inflate her like a helium balloon before she left. So I just decided I was going to do a course in NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, largely because I found it fascinating. I did that and then I decided to do a full coach qualification, again, largely because I thought it was fascinating. I didn't think I'm going to be a coach. 
But it was so transformational in terms of I've always been quite into personal development. And some of the stuff I learned on that course, I'd never heard in my life. And I just realized that I could help people in a very powerful way. And so, you know, to have a whole new mission at the age of 52 is so exciting. And I'm as excited for this phase of my life as I was for my early career in my 20s. And I think particularly for women and and guys, you know, I think to realize that at any point you can start a new journey is so exciting. And I'm really passionate about these midlife years as it being a great point to hit reset and go, right, I've done that. What am I going to do now? And have a whole new dream and a whole new vision for how you want life to look. Portfolio careers is something, you know, that's that our kids are going to have. They're not going to do that thing where you train as a lawyer and you're a lawyer your whole life. Like they're going to be constantly pivoting and, you know, like a river just kind of going with the flow. And I think that's gorgeous. And I think for all of us to have a whole new, you know, you've done it, to have a whole new career and you go, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. There's, there's so much life to live. You know, I, I, I want to make sure I'm really living it. Yeah, definitely. I think it is about just going with the opportunities. But you mentioned about the importance of passion and following that passion, whatever that passion is, whatever lights you up, inevitably, you're going to be able to pass that passion on to other people. Just even hearing you speak, you can tell like you're you're really excited about the fact that you can encourage others to actually start living that limitless life. And I think if you go down the road of like being able to help others on a bigger scale, on a much wider basis. It's not necessarily just a one-on-one, but it's like maybe you can impact others by standing up on stage and, and talking about your journey or where you've been and everything like that. It does make a massive difference. And you never know who you're going to impact as you go along. Yeah. And I think it's really important for us all to have the impact that we can have. And someone said to me the other day, you know, quite flippantly, they're like, well, surely, you know, working with a coach, it's just like chatting to your mate. No, it's not. (laughs) You know, chat to your mate by all means, but please don't equate it with working with a professional. You know, coaches spend years training, honing their craft, um, you know, spending all the money on all of the courses, getting all of the qualifications, because I mean, I'm I'm permanently qualifying. I'm just adding and adding and adding because I'm passionate about it. And I want to always be making sure that I'm growing so that I can help my clients to grow. You know, it's it's never it's never a one and done. It's a it's a constant journey for all of us to be constantly growing and making sure that we're filling ourselves up in some way and you know, supporting my clients. I I always kind of describe myself as a cheerleader and a challenger. You know, absolutely, I will be there to cheerlead you um, when you hit your goal or you do whatever it is. But I will, I will challenge you if you're not stepping up and being brave, because being accountable is all part of being a coach and and having coaching and feeling like you you want to succeed because somebody else is watching. That's part of it, you know, and it works. <laughs> I very much think that when we go through life, it's like a book. There is no better analogy than it is a book. And we go through certain chapters. One of your big chapters will obviously have been Blue Peter. 
another of your big chapters will obviously be the one that you're going through now in terms of being a coach and inspiring others to live that limitless life. What do you think the next chapter is going to involve or how do you think that it's going to pan out? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this chapter is going to run for a very long time. You know, that I'm so on fire with it and there's so much that I want to do with it. It's just going to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, I think I've, I've talked before, but a lot of people listening might not know in 20, was it in 2018, I announced my coaching career. And in 2019, I had a head injury and I very much, as I lay on the couch waiting for the ambulance to come, was thinking that was it. I literally thought I'm on my way out. And I had such a wake up call. I was super lucky, you know, had my injury been a couple of inches either side of my forehead, I might not be in such a a state now. I might not be sat here talking to you. And for me, it was a wake up call to life. And I, even though I was on this new coaching journey, it just kind of fired me up even more because we all just live and I, I use the word gluttonous, but we all just kind of live this gluttonous life like it's never going to run out. You know, we live this lazy life of, oh, I'll do that one day, but there's no urgency about it. And actually, you know, for everyone listening, I would love to just ask you, you know, if there was an urgency, what would that look like? Or if you had a year to live, what is the life that you would live that you would feel like you were maxing it out? Because it is precious, you know, and actually the irony wasn't lost on me that I spent years jumping out of planes and driving fast cars and doing everything I could to hurt myself on Blue Peter and it didn't happen. And then I actually almost died bringing the morning fun at 7.30 in the morning and chasing my daughter to the bathroom and fell and smashed my head. I mean, and the fact that it happened in my house freaked me out because it can change in a heartbeat. And I've got a scar on my forehead now and I call it my livid scar because every day when I put my moisturiser on my face, it reminds me to live it. Like, what is the point otherwise? You know, no regrets. If this podcast hasn't made you start thinking that you need to make the most of every single day and to remember that the present is very much a gift, I don't know uh, what is. Uh, Katie, thank you so, so much for joining us today on uh, the Power of Storytelling podcast. Um, we will, of course, uh, pop into the notes all the details about how people can find you, how they can work with you. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review and share. Let everyone know because it's really important. The more people that listen, the more people that we can impact and For them to understand the importance of telling their stories, the more difference we can make to other people's lives. See you again next time.